If you've struggled deep down with not feeling good enough your whole life, this episode is for you. And no, I'm not going to talk about positive affirmations and how to think about things. Hey, Adele Wong here, and welcome to the podcast where we explore all things around creating a life and livelihood that truly fits you. You have one life. Make it matter. In the 15, 20 years, I've been mentoring high-performing folks and and people from all walks of life. I guess there's no surprise that this theme of not feeling good enough comes up a lot. And if you've been on the spiritual or personal development path for some time, you're probably quite aware that it may haunt you, uh, it's something that you've been sitting with, as well as everyone around you. In fact, I may, if I may say so, this is kind of the state of being human. Not that this is natural, but this is what has evolved for many reasons. Culturally, there's a legacy of the way us as humans have developed that has left so many people just never feeling good enough, that what they do is never enough. Whether that shows up in perfectionism, self-doubt, self-sabotage, um, procrastination, anxiety. And up to now, most of the conversation has focused around mindset. And I'm not saying that mindset isn't helpful. I think it's important. But if that were the only thing that solved this problem once and for all, I wouldn't be so busy. Because there is another I think, 10 times more important factor. And I've touched upon this in previous episodes, but I'm just going to articulate it a little bit more in this podcast for your reflection, for your consideration, because it may not be something you ever thought about. From my experience, anytime there's shame, kind of this existential, I just I just don't feel like I deserve to be here. Or I'm ashamed for taking up space. I'm ashamed for even existing. It is much more powerful to reconnect somebody to their sexuality than to work on positive affirmations. What I mean by that is embodiment goes way beyond how you think about yourself. Now, no doubt how you think about yourself is torturing you in terms of whatever it was that you picked up, some sort of lie or something that wasn't true, but it went deep in your body. And it, it, it's really great to work on the thinking, but I have found much faster, effective results in getting people finally to a state of unadulterated joy of life, regardless of the trauma and the pain they suffered early on. Sexuality, underneath all of it, you know, the word can be very triggering. And unfortunately, that's part of the problem. That people can't even say the word, much less think about this concept without feeling a little self-conscious, embarrassed, or shamed. But we're going beyond just the ideas of having sex, that your sexuality is your life force. Your heart is part of that. But there is another 
engine with my clients, I call it mojo. It doesn't really have a thought process about whether it's good or bad, what I should do, how to be a good person or positive thinking. It doesn't even hold the energy of I must be loving, I must be compassionate, all that. It's a feeling of aliveness. And sometimes people think, well, does that mean life should be peaceful? I said, well, what if inner peace doesn't mean what people might think, that it's a sense of, you know, everything is very calm, I'm content. Inner peace, in my experience, comes when you're fully lit and alive, and you have a a strong direction inside of what matters to you, your purpose, and all that. When you have these things turned on, it doesn't matter all the other things that happen, the trials and tribulations of the stock market, people's weirdness in relationships, there is an inner peace that you're on track. And that's a feeling in the body more than a concept. Our culture is heavily intellectualizing feelings to such a point where many people that come to me after working with many years with therapists and all kinds of things, they can only explain their feelings. They can articulate their feelings, but they're not feeling them. And this comes up when people have done a lot of processing verbally, which is great. But if that were enough, we wouldn't have so many um, articulate, intelligent people with their feelings that still feel down inside that they're not enough. And so sexuality is the first thing that, in my experience, gets knocked offline or disconnected when there's been trauma. And most everything layers on top of that. Sometimes it's just a matter of degrees in terms of, you know, was it a big T? The therapist liked to call it, you know, was it a big T trauma in terms of like, a lot of physical violence, violation, or was it a series of little T's? To me, trauma is trauma. It knocks, it has knocked someone off of their life force. It makes people feel like there's something wrong with them. The shame comes in. And when shame hits, it's very difficult for people to enjoy themselves. Sexuality is the sensual experience of the moment. And by definition, because you're an animal, it comes with a package of instinctive, intuitive, and natural connection to pleasure. That's what it does. It's not necessarily about having sex. But if people have been led to believe that there's something wrong with them, that you you can crank away in the mind a long time to try to restore that, or... Consider dropping down and reconnecting to this fundamental operating system you have in your lower belly that doesn't think, but it puts you much more into the present moment that you can start feeling alive for no reason. And the more alive you are, the more there's a sense of, you know, existing is actually kind of groovy. And then the weirdness of 
life. Other people, um, your boss, etc. That no matter what, when this is lit, there can be much stronger sense of inner peace and unadulterated joy. Even if there has been trauma early on. And I will also say that trauma recovery takes longer than people often assume. By that I mean, you know, I've been working with people that have had, let's say, sexual trauma early on. And when I first introduce them to, okay, let's connect this to your life force. It's not about going out and having a lot of sex. It's about let's reconnect you to a feeling in your body of being alive. Like, do you even know what that is? The sensuality, the pleasure. What do you feel in your body? It's often very numb. What I often encounter is when people get a sense of, oh my gosh, this is available to me. Well, doggone it, I'm going to I'm going to clear all my sexual trauma inside three months. I am just going to rock it. And the truth is, it needs to be done within a window of tolerance. Because when you start to feel more of everything, whether it's physical pain or your rage or emotions, whatever it is, there is a a window of tolerance of how much your nervous system can feel and digest. That more can put people into overwhelm. And that you will know when you are in flood state, when you are shut down, procrastinating, some people just want to sleep, other people get very anxious, they're freaking out over all these things, you're flooded. So working with a window of tolerance of safety such that we can just be within there, maybe a little bit on the edge, but not too much. As we rebuild these circuits in your nervous system that have nothing to do with how you're thinking, when people reconnect to their sexual energy, it means they feel more. And that means they are going to feel everything that's been packed away. This is standard trauma work. Most therapists are quite familiar with this. But the difference is that a lot of therapists try to do this cognitively by shifting thoughts, or it's a lot of conversation, talking, talk therapy, which is great. But if it doesn't incorporate the body, embodiment, your actual nervous system, it can be limited. And people can feel like they're in therapy a very long time, They're not getting anywhere, even if they understand themselves well. So I just want to let you know there is a body of work that is excellent for trauma. And heck, at least in the United States, there's just no way you can grow up here without experiencing a lot of trauma. Maybe a lot of T's, one piled on top of another. Even gender of which or uh, where you were born. There's all kinds of messaging that comes in to say there's something wrong with you, um, etc. And if there's been more serious things happening, you know, that pilot light inside that everyone was born with to enjoy this thing called life, it starts to get dialed down. Don't worry. 
There are ways to reactivate this in a safe way. And I'll also say this cannot be done by yourself because you need to be around someone else who has a well-regulated nervous system, a well-regulated in their nerves, in their sexual energy, that it's grounded such that you can see and feel for yourself what that's like to do the dance and rewire relationship. You really can't do this by yourself because it requires being in connection with another human. And hopefully that person is reasonably healed along their way. Meaning if you're in trauma and you are hoping to be helped by someone else around you who also is in trauma, that doesn't usually go very well. It, just, it can mean it can end up with a lot of blaming and shaming, a lot of criticism. You know, I came to you hoping for help and I got dumped on or the other person feels trauma dumped. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm sorry I did that to you. We do not have the, enough of a mature language yet to describe what's happening in the dance between people. Therapists call this regulation. I'm more interested in how embodied somebody is. Embodiment includes your sexual energy. Um, You know, it's it's the ability to, to feel in the moment, to feel joy, and to experience the moment instead of thinking about the moment. So if you're trying to do anything else on top of this in terms of business coaching, executive coaching, um all these things, at some point, everybody's going to hit something like this that keeps them from being able to move forward. They may know what they should do, but they just can't do it. And powering through works sometimes, but if it pushes you out of the window of of regulation, it can just be more traumatizing than necessary. So we want to be on the edge, but not too much to send you into a panic attack, anxiety, can't sleep. That's not productive. This window of tolerance. And that's why it's really helpful to be with someone who can help you through this. So you're not just out there figuring this out by yourself. So I have a lot more to say about this. You know, I don't want to overwhelm you with just this one clip. But have a think that your sexual energy doesn't have to be about sex. It's a feeling of aliveness. And if you're more aware of it, you may feel pleasure in your body for no reason. Um, And I do teach some practices that can help people just, what, what, what are we talking about here? And just to get started... So that you have some clue, because if people don't even have any idea, their brains are trying to understand something that can't be understood intellectually. Their emotions and their hearts are trying to look for the love. And of course, there is love, but not in the sense that people are thinking. They might be thinking, I am love, I need to be more loving. Yes, but if you're completely cut off from your life force, you will continue to be very anxious and stressed and wondering, why am I not 
you know, grooving it out in this life more? Why am I having trouble setting boundaries? Why am I having trouble going for what I want? Why am I not getting the attention and the love that I want? So, as usual, if you found this episode useful, I welcome a subscribe or review. That helps me a lot in making this podcast more available to other people. I really appreciate the support. Um, Feel free to forward this to someone who could benefit. Until next time, rock on.